this week's episode of the NACF podcast. Now in life and in your pursuit of your purpose, do you feel like you're running behind schedule? Like you're gonna miss your flight, miss your window of opportunity? Do you feel you need to pick up the pace? Well, this message is for you. Pastor Parson, get to stepping. It's a flight I'm trying to catch. Do you wanna be better? Do you wanna be more effective? Do you wanna be more powerful? Do you want to be closer to God? Do you want exposure to the supernatural power of God? Do you wanna see what God can do with you? Are you committed to the world? have your seats. I am glad to be in the house on today. I am excited about it. Who's excited with me about today? Well, I think I got it. Let me show that. Let me say that again. Who's excited about it today? Armani is excited with me, Sean. Who's excited about the Lord on today? My God, I am excited. Good afternoon, good afternoon. I am Pastor Sharonda Manor Foster, and welcome to New Antioch Christian Fellowship at Aliante, to our guests, our friends, our church family, and to those of you who have joined us through video broadcast. We welcome you to a life-changing worship experience. You have entered a place where you can meet Jesus, change your life. I got one person excited. You have entered a place where you can meet Jesus, change your life, and find your purpose. We affirm that on this afternoon, you are going to hear a word that transforms your life, a song that lifts your heart, and a prayer that speaks to your every need. Our scripture this week is found in Psalms 32 and 8 in the New International Version. Uh, and it reads, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. I want you, as we walk out this year, as we are walking step in step with our God, to know that you are not alone, to know that you have wise counsel, and more than that, to know that his eye is ever upon you. If you want to know who's watching, God is watching. Amen. If you need to know who's looking, God is looking. He said that he's going to keep his loving eye on you. Amen. 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 We are going to move into our time of uh, giving and offering. But right now, we have a testimony from one of our pastors to come and talk about just the goodness of the Lord and what tithing has done in his life. bless you. Come on and give God another hand of praise. Amen. Amen. I just want to just share with you briefly and just a brief testimony of something that the Lord has given me. Um, I'm in a like a somber place right now. The spirit of the Lord is just like overwhelming um, right now. But I just wanted to share that with my wife and I, Tisha, that um, for a while, you know, when you you get comfortable in a place and you find yourself, you're upset that you're struggling, but you do nothing to get out of that place. And so when it comes to giving and your finances, a lot of us 
don't like to be in the place, but we don't do what we need to do to get out of it. And so we took a chance with our jobs, took a chance, and I left a job where you had great insurance, and that's why I got comfortable because of the insurance, but the pay wasn't that great. And then I went to the county part-time, part-time, with no guarantees of full-time employment. But what we decided was to step out on faith and take a chance because God is a God who wants his people to take risks and chances on him and to step out on faith. And when it comes to our finances, when it comes to us being better off financially, if you trust God and you depend on him and you have enough faith and you take a chance on him, take a chance with your giving and believe that he will work it out. I want to say that in prayer in January, I usually keep a diary, but I didn't keep a diary for January. I prayed about this. And then as I'm trying to find something, I'm going through my phone and I have and I find that January 5th, 2020, the prayer that I prayed in January of this year was the same thing in 2020. And what God was saying to me, you take this how you want, but God was saying to me that my people have been withholding their best from me. That includes finances. That includes praise. That includes your worship. That includes with this relationship. They have been holding back their best from me. And how do you feel if your spouse or your child was withholding their best from you? And God is saying that I want you to stop withholding from me. And the reason why I bring that up is because that Sunday, Pastor Sharana got up and talked about the rally. And in prayer... God had dealt with me about what to give during the rally. And so he, God knew that if I give this amount, I thought about this amount, and God said, that's not your best. I want you to give to where it stretches you. Now I know that you've given your best. And when she got up to talk about the rally, I didn't need the buy-in because God had already spoke to me. And so I just want to leave that with you and encourage you that when it comes to your giving for yourself, for the ministry, for the house, for the work of God, think about it. Is this my best? Am I withholding my best or am I giving God just leftovers? And so trust God, have faith in him and believe that he will make a way for you personally and in your ministry. Amen. God bless you. Amen. 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 Whew. That's good, Pastor Darian. And that is to all of us. And that's a question that we have to ask ourselves. Am I giving God my best? 
my best giving, like he said, my best worship, my best service, or is it the leftovers? Is it in pieces? That is good. And with that said, we're moving right on. Oh, challenge. We're a challenge. We're moving right on into our time of giving. If you're here in the sanctuary and you need an envelope, please raise your hand. Our sanctuary attendants will make sure that you have an envelope. And if you are joining us on video broadcast or even here in the house, there are three ways that you can give. You can give online at our website at newantioch-aliante.org. Hit the donate button and follow the prompts all the way through. You can text give to 77977 New Antioch, all one word, and it will carry you right on through. Or we are still right here in the house. It looks like the city is opening up a little bit more. But what has always been available is for you to mail in your tithe. We got some folk that said, God will get my best, uh, even if I have to put a stamp on it and send it in the mail. Our address is 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. Pastor Darian mentioned our 2021 rally. We are still in our rally. Oh, I'm glad about a piece. People that will be excited to be in what God is doing in this season. As you can see, I, oh, we're about halfway there. Can you all see that? We are about halfway to our goal, and we need you to, I am grateful, and I say thank you for everyone who has partnered with us, for this is a ministry where it's good ground for you to sow your seed into. This ministry is not only doing things in the house, but outside of the house, in our communities, and even out of this country, this is good ground for you to store your seed in, amen, and challenge God, and ask him, God, I put my seed in the ground, I gave you my best and God said try me and see won't I pour you out a blessing and so I am grateful for those who are in covenant with God to do just what he said and so if you need to give to the rally if you would like to give to the rally you can do that in those same places just put in the memo box rally this is for my rally. I want to be in on what God is doing in this season. We're going to move right on back into our time of worship. Let me pray over our offering. Father God, we say thank you. Thank you for the heart of the giver. God, I said thank you for the testimony of the pastor and his wife. I said thank you, oh God, for those even on today that will be challenged to give you their best. God, forgive us if we have been pinching off what we're going to give you. God, we give it cheerfully and we give it hopefully, my God, in the name of Jesus. And so, God, we said thank you for your blessing. We said thank you for your multiplication. We said thank you, oh God, that you have deemed us worthy to pour back into your kingdom. It is in Jesus. Jesus name that we pray we said thank you if you are into the house of the Lord for everything you need is right here in the house y'all better come over hey. oh. hallelujah we're going to 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 5 through 14. Our coaches are here today. Are our coaches in the house? All right. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 5 through 14. It's quite a few verses, so though it will be there for you on the screen. 
Um, we can't stand in reverence to the reading of the word of God, but I'm going to just read um, the story. Second Kings chapter 2, starting at verse 5. The company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, he replied. So be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, stay here. The Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on, walked on. Fifty men from the company of the prophets went and stood a distance facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, also known as his mantle, rolled it up and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you before I'm taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked for a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, my father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him. He picked up the mantle and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah, he asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. Our topic this afternoon is get to stepping. I'm trying to catch a flight. Get to stepping. I'm trying to catch a flight. Our theme for the next few weeks is get to stepping. And I'm adding to that. I'm trying to catch a flight. I want to talk to some folks that are running late. You're behind schedule. You're moving slow. I want to talk to some folk who are bringing up the rear. A day late and a dollar short. <laughs> I want to talk to some folk that need to catch up, that need to pick up the pace. Tell somebody, get to stepping. We are on a walk with God this year, just as we should be. And I do commend you all because at least you're going somewhere. Tell somebody, I'm going somewhere. You have committed to the journey. You have a destination. You're on your way. But some of you are not quite keeping up the pace. 
You're walking with God, but you're not quite walking side by side. It's, it's like when, when I'm on my walk with Sharonda. I think I'm taller than Sharonda. But I'm, uh, my, my legs band is shorter. My legs are, are shorter. And, and plus, she's a workout beast. So she's, she, she's quite a few years younger and moves a little faster. And so I, I, I walk with her, but I'm always walking from behind. As she takes one stride, I got to take three strides to keep up with her. And she keeps going, and I start puffing. And so she slows down. I say, keep going. I need you to set my pace. But especially when we're going up that hill, I try to keep up. So, so y'all, I know what it feels like to struggle to keep pace with the one you're walking with. But I'm coming to you today with some encouragement. I'm coming with some cheerleading. I'm coming to give you a pep talk, to give you a gut check. Because it's March Madness, so let me say it in basketball terms. It's near the end of the first quarter. And you're behind in the game. March, we're at the end of March. We're at the end of the first quarter. And some of you are behind in the game. And you know what keeps happening if you keep playing from behind. Every team knows you can't play the whole game from behind. Because by the fourth quarter, you're so far behind, you can't catch up. So you got to get to stepping. Somebody say, get to stepping. Get to stepping. You have a flight to catch. And I don't want you to be late. I don't want you to miss your flight. Because I know God has greater for us. He has some plans for us. He's ready to move on us. He's ready to move in us. He's ready to move with us. He's ready to move for us. Don't you feel it? Don't you feel it? Don't you feel it? Does anybody feel it? That, that he's ready to move? Do you feel it? He's ready to move on us, New Antioch? Do you feel it? He's ready to move in us? He's ready to move with us? He's ready to move for Can't you feel it? Don't you feel it? Does anybody feel it? Does, does, anybody, does anybody feel it? It feels like, it feels like, it feels like, it, it feels like I'm leveling up. It feels like I'm living up. Somebody said that should have been our theme this year. We've been using it for all kind of things this year. It feels like it feels like we're leveling up. And, and, and so coaches, let her hear with us today. Coaches, when I say coaches, you say level up. And when you say level up, I want you to be talking to yourself. You're talking to your other coaches too, but, but I want you to say it like you got some conviction and you are commanding yourself. So coaches, y'all don't sound like y'all going nowhere. Y'all don't sound like, coaches, coaches, coaches. Now say it like you're saying it to yourself. Command yourself, coaches, level up. Like you got an attitude. Level up. Because we are coming out of this pandemic, but not the same way we went in. Because it feels like I'm leveling up. I'm going higher. I'm walking with God, and it's taking me higher. Y'all walking with God takes you higher. 
I feel like there's a greater anointing for me. I, I feel like our prayer team, Sharonda, is going to bring down miracles, signs, and wonders. I feel like our evangelists are being stirred up. I feel like our prophets are getting more clarity. I feel like our preachers, Darian, are getting more revelatory word. I feel like our, our givers are giving up, gearing up to have more increase. It feels like I'm leveling up. So coaches... Coaches, get to stepping. Because we have a flight to catch. We can't be late. I hate being late for a flight. I would rather be an hour early and sit at the gate than to be fooling with TSA, hoping that the line moves faster because I was just trying to be on time with no margins. I hate that. Some like living on the edge. I don't like living on the edge. It makes me nervous. I want to know I have plenty of time. So if you're with me at the airport, you got to get to stepping because I'm trying to catch a flight. My daughter is the opposite. She's trying to get there on time. She likes the edge. The whole time I was teaching on margins and getting off that edge, she was saying, but I like the edge. She liked the adrenaline rush. She likes, she likes to get in the TSA line with something she ain't supposed to have just to see if she can get through. But when she go to the airport with me, babe, we got to get to stepping. I'm outside waiting for her with my, with my bags on the corner. And if she don't hurry up, I'll be walking down the street because, look, I got to catch a flight. So it was with Elijah. And Elisha in our text. This text is really about a coach and the one he was coaching. Elijah had been in the position of lead prophet for a while. He had done great miracles, signs, and wonders. He called down fire from heaven on multiple occasions. He closed up the heavens and there was no rain. He, he caused an oil, oil and grain at the widow's house to multiply out of thin air. He had even raised the dead. But now it's time to anoint the next prophet, and that's Elisha. Now, it wasn't that Elijah was going to die, so I don't want y'all to think I preached this and I'm going somewhere. I'm not. I need you to get your supper. I got a flight to catch. It ain't that one. Because it wasn't that Elijah was, was going, wasn't, he, he wasn't going to die, but he was going to another dimension. He was leveling up. And, and as he leveled up, Elisha would also level up. So they both had a, to catch a flight. They both had a flight to catch. And, and the only way Elisha could go to the next level is if he stayed in step with Elijah as Elijah went to his next dimension. So, so let me park here. Everyone who's coaching this year is doing so because you have a flight to catch yourself. You got a flight to catch to your next dimension. You have a flight to catch to your next assignment. You have a flight to catch to your next anointing. You got a flight to catch to your next season. You're walking with God and your journey with God is taking you somewhere. And so the person that's walking with you is with you so they can learn what you do and to do greater. So when you take your flight, they can take their level. 
you both have a flight to catch. In other words, you, you, both you and the person you're coaching have a future assignment. You have a future anointing. You have a future destiny. And even if you're not an NACF coach this morning, if you're listening and you're not a coach, you still should be coaching or mentoring or discipling somebody. Because you are on a walk with God and this walk is going somewhere. We're going higher. We're going greater. This is a progressive walk. All of us are leveling up. All of us are going higher. If you're walking with God, you're going from glory to glory to glory to glory with God. You're going glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. To glory with God, you're going glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory with God. So you 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 you're leveling up. It's a it's a progressive walk. You're going level to level to level. You're going assignment to assignment to assignment. And so we see the two of them, and they're on a walk together. Elisha. Better get to stepping to keep up with Elijah. And Elijah better get to stepping to keep up with God. Because they both have a flight to catch. Elijah to another dimension. Elisha to another level. Feels like I'm leveling up. Coaches! So first Elisha has to keep in step with Elijah. And they're at Gilgal. And Elijah said, I got to go to Bethel. And so they went to Bethel. Then Elijah said, I'm going to Jericho. So he went to Jericho. Then Elijah said, I got to go to Jordan. And he went to the Jordan. And every time they go to another place, Elijah tries to get Elisha to stay where he's at. In other words, to stop walking. And Elijah says, Elisha says, at every stop, Elisha says five powerful words that I hope stick with you today. He says to him every time, I will not leave you. I will not leave you. Are you committed to the walk? Are you committed to the journey? Do you want to catch this flight or not? Do you want to level up or not? Do you want to be better? Do you want to be more effective? Do you want to be more powerful? Do you want to be closer to God? Do you want exposure to the supernatural power of God? Do you want to see what God can do with you? Are you committed to the walk? I'm not taking it, taking uh, advantage of the fact or, or taking for granted the fact that everybody wants this. Geronimo, everybody don't want this. Some people don't want to be no better. They don't want to see God move. They don't care nothing about miracle signs wonders all they care about is if my rent is paid and, and if there's some food on the table but if I got anybody in here that is committed to the walk with God can you say Lord I will not leave you yeah. 
can you say like that old choir song teacher through hard trials tribulations persecutions I'll be faithful, sink or swim, live or die. I will not leave you. Lock me up. Throw away the key. If I can't fly, then I'll run. If I can't run, then I'll walk. If I can't walk, then I'll crawl. But I will not leave you. Can you say that? Do you mean that? Because I want you to commit to it right now. But I want you to think about it a minute. Think about it. Don't just throw it out there because you may not know what this is going to mean. You may not know what this is really going to mean. You don't know what you're going to have to go through. You don't know what might happen. You don't know the future. When you say, I will not leave you, uh, that means you're not leaving under any circumstances. But what are those circumstances? You don't know. Oh, but Reverend BJ, I've been walking with him long enough. I've seen a lot of things in these 61 years. And I can say without a doubt, I will not leave you. It doesn't matter what happens, God. I am making this commitment. I know in my heart that I will not leave you. You're the air I breathe. You're the song. I sing you're the only joy I will not leave you and so if there's somebody that can make that commitment that you know in your heart you're committed to this journey no matter what God allows in your life no matter what goes on in your life I want you to tell him now I will not leave you I will not leave you I see a few people that kind of mean that that ought to make you cry a little bit I will not leave you divorce is not an option <laughs> it doesn't exist it really doesn't matter what happens at this point God I will not leave And Elisha meant that. So Elisha gets to stepping. He keeps up with Elijah at every city, step for step. Elijah wants to know then, at the, at the end, Elijah wants to know, okay, Elisha, what do you want at the end of our walk together? And Elisha had the nerve, James, to ask for a double portion of the spirit Elijah has. In other words, Elisha said, I want to level up. And, and so I say to those of you who are being coached, for those of you who are being trained, for those of you who are being taught or who are being mentored, and a lot of us are both coaching and being coached, we have actually 62 coaches between the two churches. I need 80, though. I got room for more. Jump, jump on with us. I got, we got 62 coaches between the churches, but we got 91 people who are being coached. Right now, we got 91 people who are being coached. So to those of you that are being coached, look at this. What I get from that is don't be afraid to be better than the person in front of you. Don't be afraid to be better than the one that you right now see as above you. Because none of us are, are as great as Elijah. But Elisha had the nerve to ask to be 
greater than Elijah. Elijah. And you know what? Why not be great? I, I feel him. Why not be great? Why not be more effective? Why not be better? Because the power is not of us. It's of God anyway. It wasn't. The, the power was of God. It wasn't of Elijah. So you might as well. Why not? Be better. Why not be more effective? Why not? Why not? The power is of God, not us. The glory is for God. It's not us. So just say, God, be as great as you want to be in me. Uh, God, be as great, hallelujah, as you want to be in me. So Elisha says, I want a double portion of your spirit. So Elijah says, that's a tough one, bro. It's difficult to be better than me. <laughs> You don't know what you, you're asking. That, 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 that's a tougher one. I'm a bad boy. And so I'm paraphrasing. But he, it's difficult to be better than me. But I tell you what. If you're right here with me when I take my flight, then you'll catch yours. So if, if, if that's the case, if that's what you want, come on. Let's get to stepping because I'm trying to catch my flight. So here's a message, though, that God wants me to share with you. Sometimes you have to pick up the pace to be on time. Especially when you're behind schedule. You have to pick up the pace to be on time. Sometimes you have to get to stepping to be on time. You see, God has your timing planned out. And if you do what God already told you to do, you'll be on time. If you do what God's already told you to do, you'll be on time when it's time for you to catch your flight. But when you don't do consistently what God told you to do, you're going to fall behind time. You see, you don't get to your flight, you don't get to your level up on time because of how long you walk. How long you walk, I've been walking with the Lord. It, it, it ain't got to do with how long you walk. And you walk a long time and be late. You get there because of how consistent and accurately you walk. You get there because God has a timing and he's told you what to do to catch up with his pace. And that's how you get where you're going on time. You get there because you keep the pace that God has set. For example, I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. For me, of everything that I need to accomplish for God, God told me years ago, every day, you need an hour of focused prayer, an hour of writing, an hour of study, and an hour workout. I got health goals for you. You need to work out every day an hour. You need to, other than my Sabbath day, you, you, you need, I have all books. I'm behind on all my books because I don't write an hour a day. He told me what to do it. I get behind in the level of anointing I want for my life if I miss that prayer time. Every day. So if you get on time, our prayer, our writing, our study, our workout. And then he got me on this fast thing. First hour of the day. First day of the week. First week of the month. 
first month of the year, and you'll be on time. For you, it might be that you fast twice a week, pray three times a day, or it might be you get a mentor. It might be go back to, what I want to know is what are your instructions? What are your instructions, Jackie? What are your instructions, Keith? Because that's the only way you're going to be on time. Uh, what are your instructions? Go back to school. Is that your instruction? Go to the Kingdom Academy. Be in a community. Make sure you're in a community group. Or be lead. Lead that community group. Serve in this particular capacity in the church. What are your instructions? Because whatever your instructions are, that is your pace. And God told me to tell you, just do what he said. And you'll be consistent in your walk. And you'll show up where you're supposed to be on time when it's time for you to level up. But some of us, this is your walk. Your walk is one step and stop. God save. And stop. Join the church. And stop. I feel I need to go to the Kingdom Academy. Took one class. And stop. God sent you back to school. You stayed one semester. And stop. Put you on a fasting schedule. You did it for three months. And stop. I'm a tithe this year. I'm going to be a tither. I'm going to get the blessings of God. God, I feel you moving on me to be a tither. I feel convicted in my spirit to be a tither. And you tithe the first three months. And stop. Some of you, your walk looked like this. You take big steps. I'm going to take the step and get involved in the ministry, and I'm going to start with being a greeter. And then five years later, you still agree. But now I'm going to. Go back to school. I feel God telling me to get this degree and go back. And then seven years later, took you seven years to finish that two-year degree. And then you decided you knew God called you to the ministry. And so you got into the ministers in training. And you've been a minister in training for the last three years. And you still... Ain't finished your Kingdom Academy classes or moved toward ordination. And then God told you um, to uh, get a mentor. And, and you said yes. And you called the mentor. And y'all been mentoring now for four years. And you have gotten absolutely nothing accomplished. You take steps, but they're all so slow. And some of y'all walk look like this. 
Now, pastors, I want y'all to keep a straight face. Don't look at nobody but me. Y'all don't, don't laugh. Then you got psalms who walk with like this. I'm going to Kingdom Academy, and then I'm going back to school, and I'm going to start this ministry, and I'm going to be in there, and, it, and I'm moving so fast. I'm getting it all done. Ooh, Lord. Ooh, I'm tired. Ooh, I need a break. Ooh, Lord. Have mercy. I, I just need a break. I don't have no balance in my life. I, I just need, oh, Lord, I just need to take a break. This church, it requires so much from you. God said to tell you. <laughs> the pace he wants you is in the instructions he gave you. The pace he wants you is in the instructions he gave you. One more time. The pace that he wants you is in the instructions he gave you. So what did he tell you to do? Whatever he told you to do, that is your normal pace. You'll get there on time if you do what he tells you to do. But when you don't keep pace with God, you fall behind schedule. And then he has to get you to do drastic measures to catch up so you can get to your flight on time. So he puts you on an 80-day fast. Because your spiritual maturity is behind schedule. He has you reading all these books because your mindset is behind schedule. He has you to go get you a mentor because your progress is behind schedule. Some of you, that's why you had to change churches because your ministry was behind schedule. Some of you, that's why you're in that tough trial that you're in because your strength is behind schedule. Some of you, that's why you had to go back to school because your preparation is behind schedule. And some of you, that's why you had to be broken. You're in the middle of a breaking because your character development is behind schedule schedule so he has to go through all these exhausting measures to get you to catch up and as you catch up so as soon as you catch up then after the breaking after the fast after the preparation you're all caught up now he had to do all this stuff to get you to catch up so you're all caught up now so what do you do you need to go back to your instructions and keep the pace and be consistent. Tell somebody, get to stepping. I'm trying to catch a flight. Coaches! Oh, it's getting a little weak in here. Coaches! And so Elijah made it to the end of one journey in time to catch his flight to his next dimension. The chariots of fire just swooped down from heaven. They carried him off to his next assignment. The next time we see Elijah, I told you he wasn't dead. The next time we see Elijah, the next time we see him, he's John the Baptist. He's in John the Baptist. And, and I believe that we might see him again in the end times. I, uh, Elijah not done yet. So Elijah goes on to his next dimension, and Elisha is there 
And Elisha got the mantle. He picks up the cloak that fell off of Elijah. It's that, and that cloak, that mantle, is what took him to another level. And that's where we get the phrase, who got the mantle? Our prophet was telling us mantles were falling. Mantles are falling. Who's getting the mantle? Who's going to get your mantle? So Elisha got Elijah's mantle and did twice as many miracles with it as Elijah did. Twice as many. Matter of fact, throughout his life, he, he had twice as many miracles as Elijah minus one and died. They threw, a, years later, they threw a dead body in the grave that touched his bones. And the guy came back to life, which gave him exactly twice the miracles that Elijah got. And so let me take, make this point again. Both of you have a flight to catch. You both have a flight to catch. You, both of them were catching a flight. They were just going in different places. And, and, and so here, here in, in the place that was across the Jordan, they experienced what we call a layover. Y'all know layovers. Layovers, this, this was a layover. In, in a layover, everyone who isn't going where you're going has to get off your flight. Fly from here to Chicago, or you going here to you going to New York, but your layover might be in Chicago. When you get to Chicago, everybody that's going to New that's not going to New York, got to get off the plane. But it's not just people that get off the flight. If there's anything on the flight that's not going where you're going, it gets off the plane too. On a layover, they just don't unload people. They also unload the baggage. Somebody got some baggage that can't go where you're going. And while God has you on this layover, there's some people that got to get off the flight. And there's some baggage that has to get off the flight. So at every point of your journey with God, there will be some separations. But both of you, both you and the person you're coaching coaches, have a flight to catch. Husbands, you and your wife have a flight to catch. You are supposed to be shepherding your wife. You should be shepherding her heart. And you need to make sure that as you go higher, that your wife is ready for her next level. Some of you messing up because you don't realize your next million dollars might be in your wife. You need to be able to release your wife to be who she's supposed to be, to nurture that in her, to encourage that in her, to build her. Both of y'all got a flight to catch. 
And I hope y'all on the flame flight together, but your dimension might be a little bit different than her level. But whatever it is that's in your wife to be, man, it is your responsibility to make sure your wife don't miss her flight. Wives. Unfortunately, for lots of marriages, it's the wife dragging the husband around. But whatever, if that's your situation, wives, do not go to a spiritual level and forget your husband. He's got a flight, too. He's got an assignment, too. He's got an anointing, too. Don't you dare. A lot of women do this that are called to the ministry. They take off in the ministry and, and leave their husband where they are. If you got to pray for him, if you got to talk to him, if you got to buy the books, whatever you got to do. Women, you know how we can get men to do what they want, what we want them to do and make them think it was their idea don't take off and not realize that your husband has an assignment too you both have a flight parents you and your children have a flight to catch there's an anointing in your child there's an assignment on your child don't just get so deep that you're just going up and you're going to dimensions and you've never looked at your children and to try to figure out where are they supposed to be going? What is their assignment? What is their anointing? What is their call? Don't take off on this flight and leave your children. Your children have a flight to catch. Pastors, you and your congregation have a flight to catch. We're the pastors are, are, are in, in a uh, 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 exercise because we all want to be more anointed we want to flow with the spirit we want to be able to minister to you better but as we minister to you we ought to realize that we're ministering to you because you got a flight to catch too we need God to let us see you help us to develop you help us to know what your flight is what your assignment is pastors we can't just take off and be deep and not realize that we have a whole con congregation that also has a flight leaders you and your team have a flight to catch there's no takeout. You're trying to get deeper. You're trying to get uh, uh, more together. You want to be more anointed. And you're looking at this team that you're working with. And it never occurs to you that your job as a leader is to make sure they're ready for the flight. They ought to be able to do everything that you got to do. You're so busy doing what you want to do and trying to be anointed. You what you want to do that you don't look at your team and realize I need to pour into them. I need to add value to them. I need to pull them along. Because just like I got a flight, they have a flight too. Just like I got an assignment, they have a assignment. Too. Just like I'm leveling up, they got to level up too. And so coaches, you and the person that you're coaching both have a flight to catch. You have to look at them. God, show me where this person that I'm coaching is going. Because if they need to stay step in step with me, all, all Elijah was doing was testing and let me test him. I got to test him. I got to prod him. I need to see, I've already anointed him. I got to show him some stuff because I'm getting ready to take a flight. So I got to bring him with me until God says our journey together is over. Coaches, look at the people that you're coaching and realize they got a flight to catch. I'm coaching pastors. And at this point, I think every last one of them can do what I do. They got a flight to catch. And if I go to a next another dimension, they got to go to another level. 
coaches. 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 Both got a flight to catch. So get to stepping. Go tell them, get to stepping. Get to stepping. Tell them, get to stepping. Get to stepping. So we're going to pray for those. Today, I'm going to have Pastor Sharonda come and pray. But I'm going to pray with those of you who need to be saved. Whether you're in this building right now, you need to get in this walk with us. It's time for you to start walking with God. And if that's the case, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I believe in you. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. And save me. And I'll live for you. I'll walk with you for the rest of my life. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, we believe that you have been born again, that you are saved now. If you believe that in your heart, it's a done deal. If you're in this room and you say that prayer and you believe that in your heart, you are saved. We want to be your church family if you don't have a church family. If you're here today, we want. there's a book I want you to have that's called Salvation 101. It's called Being Saved. And it tells you what your next steps are, what your instructions are. Amen. So if you put that in the comment section, and we'll get that to you and how, to, how we can contact, with, talk, contact you. And we'd love to be your church family. We are accepted members. We'd love to be your church family. And then also, if you're in this room, anybody today in this room prayed that prayer, either for the first time or you rededicated yourself today, we want, you, we want to acknowledge you. We want to pray with you. You don't have to come up here. Just let me know. Anybody here today? And so the other thing you can do is go to newantioch-aliante.org and go down to the connect button and do the same thing. Give us your information. And we would love to be part of your, we would love to be your church family. I'd love to be your pastor. And if anybody here is anybody here looking for a church home that wants to join today, amen. I will send somebody to you. Everybody's a member or you have a church home. Everybody say Amen. And so we want to pray for those who need to pick up the pace. You need to pick up the pace. You're playing from behind. And you got to be ready for that fight. I also want to pray for those of you who you're running pretty good, but you're falling behind. You need God to help you with this struggle. To be able to keep up with where God is. And we also want to pray for all of you that are coaches for your success. And for your ability to see your mentee and make sure you're preparing your mentee for their next level. Because it goes glory to glory to glory. Glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to God. If that's you, it is time for you to go to that pick up the pace. You know this word was for you. And you need to pick up the pace. The altar is open. Those of you that have been falling behind, the altar is open. The altar is open. Come on. Marias, I need to pray for you. Amber, let me pray for you. 
Keisha, let me pray for you. Come on, Pastor Sharonda. Glory to glory to glory to Try to look at who else I need to pray mm -hmm. for. Go ahead. Go ahead, woman of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. God, we're coming on this afternoon, God, because we need, God, to get in step with you, God. God, we first come to say, oh, God, that we're sorry for falling behind. God, we're sorry for knowing what to do and not doing what we know to do, God, to stay in step with you, God. And so we first ask you to forgive us. Forgive me, God. Forgive me for not staying with you. Forgive me, oh God, for straying away. Forgive me, oh God, for being comfortable in other places. Uh, my God, in the name of Jesus. Uh, and so, God, I said, thank you. Here I am, God, uh, recapturing my step. Here I am, God, uh, coming into the place where I need to be in step with you. God in the name of Jesus God I say yes God I say I want to level up God I say I want to come in step with you to be in the right place with you God in the me God I'm here it's me God it's me saying yes it's me saying that I need to be with you my God in the name of Jesus I hear God saying I want a real yes and I need a true yes he said don't go through the motions he said today is a very important day. Today is a day uh, that can shift uh, the rest of your life if you come uh, into a true yes. Uh, he said, don't come fooling me and don't fool yourself. Uh, but for you and for, for yourself, uh, God, I pray for those who know that they need to come in step. Uh, and so I come against everything, God, that is hindering uh, their step. Uh, I hear the Lord saying, this is a day of coaches. Uh, and if you need help, get the help that you need. Uh, that's what coaches do. They walk alongside. They counsel you. They correct you. Some of you just need a coach that you are going to listen to. He said you keep going on your own way. Going on your own wheel. Deciding when to stop. My God, in the name of Jesus, I hear God saying that you need to get a coach that you're going to listen to. That you need to get a coach that you can trust. My God, in the name of Jesus, that's going to hold you accountable uh, that you are going to tell the truth uh, I speak forward uh, a spirit of truth uh, on this afternoon uh, as you come into this place uh, my God I come into uh, this place uh, <coughs> I call for it a spirit of truth <coughs> my God in the name of Jesus I call for it a spirit of truth I come against a hiding spirit in the name of Jesus. I come against a covert spirit. I come against the mask that you wear. And I say thank God for the spirit of truth that will come into your walk, that will come into your presence, that will come as you move. My God, in the name of Jesus, my God, God, I say thank you for a spirit of truth that will fall on your people on this afternoon. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit to convict hearts unto righteousness God that as we level up we're leveling up 
in you. God, it's a real level up. It's a true level up. We don't want to go through the motions. My God, in the name of Jesus. God, I don't want to go through the motions. I really want you. I really want to stand with you. God, I want to be able to say that I will not leave you. That I will stay in this walk. That I will move forward in the way that you have called me to. My God, in the name of Jesus. Hey, my God. My God. My God. And we come against a broken walk. We come against a walk that's a stop, start, stop, start walk. We come against a walk that is moving too slow. We come against a walk that speeds up and then slows down. My God, in the name of Jesus, uh, God, we call forward uh, those who can walk at the pace uh, that you have called them to come into. Uh, my God, in the name of Jesus, uh, God, we say thank you uh, for the pace uh, that you have called us to come into. Uh, my God, in the name of Jesus, uh, my God, uh, Zaria, you're behind. You're behind. You're behind. And you have to get moving. And you have to get moving. I know you're young. I know you. But God has called you to this and you already know. You keep stopping starting. You keep thinking about it. But there's already been a mantle that has been given to you and you know it. You had that mantle before you came to Las Vegas. My God. You had it before you came to Las Vegas. It's already on you. You picked it up and it's yours. It's already yours. You already had it. God says, I know. I know. But now you just have to walk with it. God said, I got you. You won't walk alone. Glory to glory, to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to God. God, I come against the spirit of doubt. I come against the spirit of doubt. My God, in the name of Jesus, that we can do this and that we will do this. God, I can walk this thing out with you. I don't want to go back the same way that I came. I don't want to keep doing the same things. I don't want to keep stopping and starting. My God, in the name of Jesus, my God. My God, Chantel, God said, just keep walking. You already have your directions. He said, keep walking. And that your declaration needs to be on this afternoon that I will not leave you no matter the circumstance, no matter the opposition, no matter what happens in my life. God, I declare on this afternoon that I will keep on walking. My God, in the name of Jesus, God, I come against the struggle. I come against the stop. In the name of Jesus, Timber, I speak a spirit of ease over the walk. My God, in the name of Jesus, some of our walks, they're just not going to look like anybody else's. You can't find anybody to mimic. I want my walk to look like theirs. It's not going to look like theirs. He's called you to your own walk. 
But he's saying, I got you. So I speak a spirit of ease over this walk in the way that you have to go. My God, Kim, my God. And then will you stand up behind us? Where's uh, uh, Keith? Uh, Keith, stand right there with Cam. Cam, come, will you come to the altar um, so that Keith can uh, pray with you right there? Cam, the struggle is real. The struggle in this walk that God has called you to is real. But can I tell you the same way that I told Zaria, the mantle is already upon you. You already have it. You have a worship like someone that I have not seen before. You get caught up in worship. But now it is time for you to know what to do with it. You must walk this all the way through. This walk is for you to walk. But for you, there is struggle. For you, there is opposition. For you, there is pushback. And do you want to know why? The enemy of your soul does not want you to carry out this walk. He doesn't want you to get to the place where you are supposed to be. And so in the same way that Elijah kept telling Elijah, you don't have to go with me. And Elijah kept telling him, I will not leave you. That is what you have to get in your spirit with God. God, I will not leave you. You need to declare that you can't be pushed off, that you have some resistance in you, that your spirit man is stronger than that. So what is it going to take to get you strengthened? What is it going to take to keep you strong? You have to surround yourself on all sides with people that are going the way that you are going. I, we have prayed for you. You have to resist him. You have to push him back. And you have to do all that you can do to stand. Your walk is too important. Your life is too important. And so, Father God, I say thank you for this man of God. God, I said thank you, oh God, for what it is that you're doing in his life even right now. I said thank you for the strength to resist the wiles of the enemy in his life. God, I said thank you for the words that you will give him to speak to the enemy, to push him back out of his life. God, I break agreements and I break partnerships that he has come into with anybody and any Anything by my shaking not in the name of Jesus. I come against any agreement, any covenant that has been made, anything that is hard to be broken. God, we declare it broken. Even my shaking not all that
some of us we keep thinking that it's us that we can't get this walk right that that we start doing this walking as the as our pastor has described and then we stop and then we go and then we stop and we go I want us to understand that some of the struggle is that you are being opposed there is a fight against this walk. There is a fight against you getting where you're supposed to be. And so stop blaming yourself that I just can't get right. I keep messing up. I can't walk right. I keep stopping. Understand that some of us are being opposed. 
But we need to recognize what it is because we have been opposed by the same things for a very long time. Just some of it is just familiar to us. And so he throws the same thing at us all the time. And he knows that if I throw that, it's going to stop him. And so for some of us, we're praying for a spirit of discernment to fall in the people of God, a spirit of knowing, of understanding, and of wisdom to see that every time I get right here, something happens. Every time I get this far, something happens. Every time I say this to God, something happens. And so we have to know how to resist the enemy. We have to know how to fight back against him. We have to know the word of God and the people of God and the words of prayer to begin to fight for ourselves. Stop saying I just can't come out of it. I just can't get right and begin to fight. The struggle is real. It is real. The struggle is real for us. But it doesn't have to be when you stay in that same place. And so I'm praying, we are praying for those of you who have found yourselves in this continual struggle. And if you're the one who is saying, this just happened to me. This just happened last year. This just happened a few months ago. It's the same thing. And if you look past a few months ago, the same thing happened a couple years ago. Every time you get so far, the same thing keeps happening to you. You had better believe that you are being opposed. Even if it feels like it's you. The enemy can mimic your feelings and everything. And so we pray against this, this spirit of the enemy that comes to stop our walk. He comes to stop your walk and study your walk and trip your walk up. And so, God, we come against the wiles of the enemy on this afternoon that have come, oh God, to stop, oh God, the walk of your people. God, we said thank you for strength. We said thank you for knowing. We said thank you for resistance. Thank you for awareness, God, that we can know, no, 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 this is the enemy. And I declare the spirit of God and I loose the word of God in my own life. Jesus, healing in the name of Jesus. Get to stepping in the name of Jesus. Keep moving in the name of Jesus. My God, in the name of Jesus, God, I'm moving in you. God, I won't stop moving. God, I will fight back. God, I will resist. 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 Because I want what you want for me. I want what you want for me. God, I want what you want for me. God, I want what you want for me. My God, in the name of Jesus, say by Shokona, by Zekena. Receive that, receive that. Receive that, receive that. For those of you who are on video broadcast, receive that. That not only will you not leave him, 
But God, I want what you want for me. I want what you want for me. Amen. 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 Lord. This is a praying church. And prayer has been the primary ministry here. And for some of you, that level that you're reaching is going to, has to come through prayer. Yeah. Almost everyone that has progressed here came through that prayer team. And there's a reason for that. And so some of you, that's where you need to start. Shay, are you on the prayer team? I feel for you, God wants you to start there. It's going to be in your prayer life. So I'm going to assign you to Sharonda and his prayer team. I want you to get connected there. And that's where your foundation is going to build. Oh. You too, Zaria. Get connected. If you guys get that basics of prayer. Learning how to really call on God and then and pray for others. But some of you, Arnett, God told me, I started to call you to catch up. But God said, you don't need to catch up. You have everything that you need to do what you need to do. You need to be interceding, laying hands, and doing deliverance ministry in this house. Every time an altar call come, you need to be up here praying for people, casting out devils, bringing deliverance. You know how to do this. You are ready. The anointing is on you. If you would just release it, it may be that you just don't want to. But God doesn't seem to care about what we don't want to do. The people need what you have. You're not a pushy person. You'll sit back. But God is pushing you forward. This house needs what you have in the spirit. All of the other stuff you're doing, you knew how to do that 20 years ago. Everything you're doing it, been that you've done since you've been Aliante, you you knew how to do that 20 years ago. God wants you at that the spiritual level to be able to affect change in people. He sent you here for people, not for facilities. He sent you here because this is a house of deliverance for people, and you know how to do this. And the only thing you need is to release the anointing by doing what you already know how to do. And what I mean, know how to, you know, I know you know how to do that stuff. You know what I'm saying. That you don't have to catch up, you're already there. You just have to walk in it. You just have to walk in it. Same thing for you, Champagne. You ready? You ready? Get ready to start praying for people. You ready? If you don't feel confidence, you get on the prayer team too and get that training. But you really, you're ready. All you have to do is do it and the Holy Spirit will begin to release in you what's really already in you. 
Tony, I don't know what God is doing with you, but I hear the same thing. You really don't have to get ready. You're ready. He just wants your yes and for you to walk in it. Not get distracted, not stop. But move on as, as your husband moves up. If he goes to a dimension, you got to go to the level. Amen. Amen. But you're ready. You're ready. Just about walking in it. Just about walking in it. Mm. All right. I think I'm through. It is, uh, God bless you, those of you that are, that are listening. Some of you are ready. Some of you need to catch up. We prayed. Now let this be life-changing for you today. There's a reason why you're listening to this word this day. In the name of Jesus, we pray that God seal it now. Uh, we're wearing our shirts because it's Women's History Month. And so some of us are preach hers. Because my shirt says, because God wanted a girl. Uh, and so sometimes God just wants a girl. It's been a great, uh, we had a tough year for women last year. And so uh, I think we just want to celebrate. I just feel like celebrating a little bit. So tonight... Uh, I'm going to to uh, be preaching. I, I I meant to just do it Facebook Live and just come over here and throw it on there. But I gave the impression that I was going to be preaching at Central tonight. And a lot of people say they're coming. So I guess I'll be preaching at Central tonight. <laughs> As opposed to just uh, uh, being in my house or being here. So I'll go to Central tonight and um, somebody will sing a song for me. And we'll uh, preach a word called... Uh, God wanted a girl. So I just want to just celebrate. Uh, we got a woman vice president. And that's history. I saw some history shirts uh, in here. Now, y'all know I'm not a Democrat or Republican, but it's black history and it's woman history. And so I'm excited about it. I see all those of you that have your uh, shirts on that celebrate women. So we're going to do that tonight. And then there's another message I think I'm going to bring. Yes, we have my mama's shirt. Um, that's celebrating women history. She's a woman of history. Uh, my sister has that shirt on. I got to get one of those. Um, uh, so tonight I'll be doing that at 6. And then um, I'm going to preach another message called A Girl's Got to Do What a Girl's Got to Do. And it'll be on sometime uh, before Women's History Month is over. And then I'm going to get my daughters to hang with me. And we're going to do a little uh, thing together called The Five Faces of Eve. And so it'll be a few things just for fun just for fun, just to celebrate uh, before this month is over. Coaches, are you here? Coaches! All right, I need y'all to level up and send me those numbers. So however uh, many people, how, I mean, if you haven't given me your February or your, your January or February numbers, please text me 702-812-1174 and please answer your test that I send you. Uh, it's just easier. We got 62 coaches, and y'all want me to text 62 people. So y'all have to answer group text every now and then. But I also got the personal text that comes. It's a, it's a robo text in a sense. So if you see something, I'm probably trying to get to you and do it in a way so I don't have to text 62 people every time I need something. So uh, text right now. Put your phone out right now and, and send me your numbers if I don't have your numbers. For how many times you saw your coaches, your mentees, um, in January and February. Spring break. Uh, they talked about it uh, last week. 
the challenge, the challenge. And I just got a new challenge for Sunday night. I'll be texting some of the kids. But we're, it's the challenge that we're going to be having. So sign your children up, 6th grade to 12th grade, for uh, our spring break, tw the 27th through the 29th. Our foot washing service is going to be on the 31st. It will be all virtual. The uh, spring break is going to be in person, or I heard another term. It's going to be mask to mask, not face to face. It's going to be mask to mask. That will be in person. It's over three days. Uh, so see your youth leaders to sign your kids up for that. Uh, and then foot washing service, our ministers in training will be doing that. That will be all virtual, and that will be on the 31st at 7. Our Easter egg hunt. Uh, our Easter egg, egging your house, is going to be for our younger kids. That's going to take place April the 3rd. Make sure that you see um, our youth leaders, uh, particularly Sister Lamia, uh, to get your kids and your house signed up for that. Then our Easter day, they're working real hard. I heard they did a lot of uh, uh, filming on yesterday. You guys are going to see a lot of the men of the house. I think it's only one lady in the whole thing. You're going to see the men of the house. We're going to broadcast that. It will also be virtual. We're going to broadcast that uh, on April the 4th at 10 a.m. And then, and so no, no 9 o'clock service and no 12.30 service on Easter. We're going to broadcast it virtual, and then I'm just going to come and preach an Easter message uh, live, but we won't be at the church Easter day because that's going to be too hard for us to manage. So then the next Sunday, April the 11th, our church will be open. Whosoever will, let them come. We're trying out a few things, so we're trying out how, how it's set up now to see if it gives us enough social distance and give us enough people in here. We can handle up to 125. So the first 125 that get here are the first 125 that get in. Uh, just bring your mask. You don't have to sign up. You can just come, and we will uh, distance you when you get here and when you leave uh, uh, we, we will take temperatures and you will have to sign in. Uh, and so be patient as you come in on the 11th. But hopefully we'll have a few new things to show you. And we'll, we're going to start this, uh, um, whatever, the, the recap, the sequel, the whatever we want to call it. We're going to start our new, our new uh, season. We'll call it that, our new season off with some new things. So come on back April 11th. Uh, you, are, you are at your own risk. I hope most of you have gotten uh, your vaccines or at least uh, not, whatever you decide to do. Uh, but uh, come on back on April the 11th. We'll, we're going to be open. We'll be open and hopefully that's done. Don't forget your rally. Don't forget your rally 2021. Do we have the update? I know we have the, the number update. That's the totals today. All right. Don't forget your rally and you can still give. You can still give right here in service. So if you need an offering envelope, uh, you can do that. Tithe offering rally. Uh, you can give right here, right now. They'll have the basket on the way out. And if you need to do electronic giving, if you would meet them at the, at the right-hand corner of the church, you can do that as well. Amen. Amen. We are ready to be dismissed. Um, so somebody, I'm going to go to the door so I can wave at you so... Uh, come on, Pastor Sharon. I'll use my microphone. <laughs> and so let's all, um, you can stand, but don't move so we can say our benediction together.
What an amazing Sunday. Let's give a praise for the word that our pastor brought on this afternoon. And even our tithing, uh, what's your best? That was, that's good. That's good. Let's say it together. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy wave. All the saints salute you. Let's see if we can get the, what's the rest of it? For the grace of the Lord and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Love on somebody. Okay, don't move. Uh, our sanctuary attendants will let you know when to come out of your area. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H-A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante campus. Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.